My name is Al Riddick and I am president of Game Time Budgeting. And my life purpose and passion is to help people learn to make their money behave. You're listening to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast, a podcast that delivers value and offers up insight that'll help your credit union grow. ServiceStar has been consulting with credit unions for over 20 years, growing them in the areas of cultural development, leadership development, and management training. To learn more about what ServiceStar can do for you or your credit union, check them out at servicestarconsulting.com. Welcome to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast. And we have to welcome Al Riddick, the president of Game Time Budgeting, an award-winning Cincinnati-based financial wellness firm that helps people learn to make their money behave. Al, you and I met at Cardinal Health, a shared client of ours where I was the credit union manager. And this is a credit union leadership podcast. So super excited to have you on uh, to talk about, well, Something that is in every single person's uh, mind, you know, this time of year, we just got uh, through a Christmas season, it's budgeting, right? And so um, uh, right off the bat, man, I'll just ask you, what what does budgeting mean to you? So budgeting to me, Scott, I kind of summarize it like this. It's counting your money, then giving every dollar you earn instructions so it will behave, right? So in in addition to that, I look at the word budgeting as being accountable for your finances. I look at it as freedom. I also look at it as self-respect because guess what? Your money can only follow the instructions that you give it. And two more things I'll throw in there as well, Scott. I look at budgeting as creating options for your money and making sure that your behaviors align with your financial goals. Now, the funny thing about the B word, Scott, is that some people have been conditioned to believe that the word budgeting means like being confined and being stressed out and be and having anxiety about money. But look at it this way. We all have a limited amount of money at our disposal on a week-to-week or month-to-month basis, right? Is there really anything wrong with making sure that you live within your means? To me, that's just the adult thing to do, right? So for those of you who may have some issues with the word budgeting, why not? Let's just change the phrase. If you think creating a spending plan plan sounds a little bit sexier, then guess what? Use that term. But don't let the word budgeting prevent you from creating the financial results and outcomes in your life that you desire. Yeah, what one of the uh, the crucial uh, takeaways from from budgeting typically is the Starbucks coffee. And actually, you just recently helped Starbucks out with some financial wellness help as well. And so, super super honored to have you on the podcast. But yeah, if your spending plan includes you know buying coffee in the morning, well, you just told those dollars what to spend money on, right, Al? So you know you get the you're you're the boss. You're so maybe not at work, uh, maybe not at home. But, you know, when it comes to the dollars in your wallet, you're the boss and you just you give those dollars marching orders. So exactly. What point- if I can just jump in very quickly, Scott, you know, uh, that I'm so glad you brought that up, because one thing a lot of people have issues with, like all of the financial outcomes in your life, pretty much are a result of your behaviors, mindsets, and systems that you have with money. So I try to always get people to understand if you aren't satisfied with the results you're getting with your money, first of all, realize this, 
There's nothing wrong with you as an individual. You aren't broken and you don't need to be fixed. It's probably just the system that you've created with money, just like some people create a system with money to make them a millionaire or multimillionaire. Some individuals create a system that makes them live paycheck to paycheck or forces them to finance some of their lifestyle with credit cards. But at the end of the day, we have 100% control over money once it is in our possession. So what, what questions should people ask themselves to make sure that they feel better about the process of budgeting and making those decisions, making that system better? Exactly. So for me, I always say, what two or three behaviors could I modify today that would have a positive impact on my financial future. Now, I know a lot of times we don't really think that way when it comes to money, but I'm the type of person I'm always trying to level up, so to speak, Scott. So, you know, just because I may be doing okay right now with money, why not continue to challenge yourself with questions to see if you can take your B plus game and make it an A game, so to speak. Another <laughs> thing, <laughs> you know, another thing you might want to ask yourself as well, you know, what outcomes do you want to create with your money? If you say, uh, I'll hear a lot of people say this, Scott, I want to retire early, right? I hear that so much. It actually starts to irritate me sometimes now <laughs> because when you ask people about retiring early and then you say, so what investing are you doing outside of a 401k? You can hear a pin drop because most people don't even realize, you know, you can't really access that money until a certain age. So if your goal is to retire at 50, what are you going to do to bridge that gap? You know, so it's really all about behaviors that you can potentially modify that could create a better financial future. But then you also have to know what is it that you value in life and what kinds of outcomes are you trying to create in your personal life? Because I don't know about you, Scott, but life is expensive. You know what I mean? And life is hard. Right. So why not do ourselves a favor and have control over one of the most important physical things that we could ever touch, which is money. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's got a plan and most of those plans are drafted in January. Why is January so important when it comes to setting a budget for the year? So to me, January is a great opportunity to set yourself up financially for the rest of the year, right? We all know that when you start January, first of all, you're coming off that New Year's high, right? <laughs> so is there really a better time to go ahead and put systems and procedures and processes in place that set you up for success as an example? So you're just coming off the high of New Year's, right? What if you were to actually set a goal so far as how much money you want to save for 2023. Just think about it, right? Mm -hmm. What if you aren't quite yet at that level of an emergency fund that you need? What if you could go ahead and give your money the instructions that it needs to maybe add an extra $100, $200, or $300 to your emergency fund? Because Scott, you know just as well as I do, things will always happen in your life that you don't expect, right? And unfortunately, a lot of these things cost you money. But when we I hate to say it this way because it's so cliche, but it is true. When we fail to plan, we plan to fail, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 
again, with that, just go ahead and do what you need to do to give your money the instructions that it needs to make sure that you're saving as you should be. And I don't know if the company or corporations individuals work for, maybe they have like an auto escalation feature for their like 401k contributions and things of that nature. Why not go ahead and, and engage in that? Because all you're doing is trying to set yourself up for a positive financial future. And as you know, we all hope to re retire with some form of financial dignity, Scott. And you know what it takes to do that? It takes money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those 401ks, uh, it's it's interesting when you play around with the numbers. It's, it doesn't hit your, your pocketbook the way that maybe you think. 10% or 15% would, um, cause you think 10% of my, my paycheck, well, no, it's, it's pre-tax. So there's, there's actually a little bit of a difference in what you're maybe anticipating it to be. So, you know, one pro tip from, from this guy here is just play around with the numbers. I mean, ch change it to 6%, see what that feels like, then move it to 7%, see what that feels like, move to 8%, you know, move it till it hurts and, uh, and then keep it there. That's, that's okay. kind of uh, my motto. Um, so would you, would you consider this kind of a planning in the beginning of the year, a resolution, or do you have maybe a new take of the, on this whole new year's resolution thing? You know, new year's resolutions, they are cool, but I tend to look at it a different way, Scott. I always say, let's set a new intention for the year, right? Because we all know that I'm sure you've read the same studies I have. Typically by the third week of February, people who have set a new year's resolution, they don't do it anymore. You know, maybe it's to lose weight. Maybe it's to save money. Maybe it's to pay down debt. We kind of get off focus, so to speak. So I always say, if it helps you, stop focusing so much on the entire year and let's break it down to a monthly goal and then a weekly goal, right? Because I don't know about you, it's easier for me to focus on accomplishing a goal for just seven days than it is for 365. <laughs> but you know what they say, like when, when people say, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? Yep. It's the same way with your money because you can take these big humongous goals and break them down to a monthly, weekly, or even a daily activity. So with the, uh, with the New Year's Eve resolutions, I really don't buy into that phrase that much. But however, I am a big believer in setting the small goals. And you can do that with savings. You can do that with investing for retirement. You can set goals for debt reduction. You can even set a goal for how much money you want to give away within a particular year. But if you don't set the goal, guess what? Accomplishing the goal will never happen because you don't have an intention for your money. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Credit Union Leadership Podcast. You'll have to wait an entire year to hear part two about what to do for year-end budgeting. Catch me and Al Riddick in December for that last podcast of our two-part series with Game Time Budget. And we'll catch you next time on the Credit Union Leadership Podcast.